Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Shooting the Bull with Tom Snow. I'm your host, Tom Snow. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Shooting the Bull with Tom Snow. I'm your host, Tom Snow. Today is going to be a very fun episode because we are going to be doing a Phillies episode, and it's about the Phillies re-signing their star catcher, JT Realmuto. I don't think I need to tell you guys how great it is that the Phillies re-signed Real Muto. So let me just go into a few details real quick. So the deal is a five-year deal for $115.5 million. That's $23.1 million per year, making him the highest paid catcher in baseball. The it was pre that record was previously held by Joe Maurer, who made $23 million a year for the Twins. So JT Riomuto just makes slightly more than that. I think this is a great deal for Riomuto. I think it's a great deal for, deal for the Phillies because they got their star guy and they don't have to pay a ton of money for him either. So I think 115 is very reasonable for a guy as good as Riomuto. Also, if it's only a five-year deal, uh, it makes it easier the Phillies can just move from the first base or DH if there's a DH in the NL in the near future. And if he hits, keeps on hitting like 270 with 20 to 25 home runs, that's still serviceable for a first baseman or a DH. It's probably not worth $23 million, but he can still do it. Also, the really cool thing is that he's going to be making $20 million in 2021. $10 million is going to be deferred. So he's technically only going to be making $10 million next year which means the Phillies have the opportunity to go out and sign more players. Because as we all know, the Phillies have a lot more holes to fill. I think right now they're still at best the third best team in the division, given all the moves that the Mets and Braves have done this year. So let's talk about what the Phillies could do next. It sounds like their next priority is going to be a shortstop, which is great because I think that's their next biggest need. They still have about $33 million under the luxury tax. And let's assume that they want to stay under the luxury tax and hopefully are willing to kind of at least approach the luxury tax. So shortstops. Uh, after, I think, a few shortstops signed last night, including Freddie Galvis, Angelton Simones, and Marcus Simeons. So that means our good friend Didi Gregorius is really the last remaining free agent shortstop. Which is great for us because I think J- I think Didi Gregorius is should be our top target. So we believe Didi Gregorius wants a two-year deal for around thirty million dollars total. So that's fifty million dollars a year. Uh, his two biggest suitors at this point are probably the Phillies and the Cincinnati Reds. The Reds are kind of an interesting suggestion because it sounds like they're trying to cut payroll. They're a small market team. Like every other team, they lost money this year. So I think the Phillies have to be considered the favorites. The only drawback for the Phillies is that it seems like they want to sign a guy for a one-year deal so they can go out next season and sign one of the five premier shortstops that are scheduled at this point to be free agents. So the Phillies have two options. They could sign Didi Gregorius, which would be my top pick. Or they can go with Gene Segura at shortstop for a year and once again try Scott Kingley at second base and hopefully he somewhat works out and then that'll put them in put them in a position where they can go get one of the five big free agent shortstops next year. Now here's the risky things. First of all, if you're the Phillies, you want to win now. You don't want to think about, oh, we can always try to get better in 2022 and 2023. No. We got it. Let's win now. 
we have Rio Muto, we have Harper, we have Hoskins. I think it's very important that the Phillies try to win next year. So also, these five free agents, shortstops, we don't know if some or even all of them sign a contract extension and maybe only one or two of them will be free agents, in which case it will make it a lot harder for the Phillies to sign a real good free agent shortstop. So this as an example, I think uh, Francisco Lindor and Corey Seager will probably sign contract extensions. I think the Mets would definitely try to re-sign Francisco Lindor. I can also see Trevor Story signing a contract extension with the Rockies. Uh, I think Carlos Correa could also sign a contract extension with the Houston Astros. Javier Baez is the fifth big free agent next season, but I don't see the Cubs trying to retain him. It sounds like the Cubs are trying to kind of tear apart their team for no good reason. Personally, I'd rather have Didi Gregorius for two years than give a huge contract to Carlos Correa or Javier Baez, given their ups and downs and injuries and all of that over their careers. So my conclusion, I really think the Phillies should absolutely sign Didi Gregorius, then roll a dice to Scott Kingery and hope that the majority of four or five of these guys are free agents next season. I thought Didi Gregorius gave a great left-handed bat in a right-handed heavy lineup. And I think he was a great fit in the clubhouse last year and a great fit in the lineup. And I would love for them to bring back that lineup. I thought the lineup was great last year. I think if you give them some more pitching, a better bullpen, I think they're definitely a playoff team. So definitely go re-sign Didi Gregorius. Two-year, $30 million, no problem. Just get it done. Let me hear your thoughts. So if you have my email or my phone number, feel free to give me a text what you think if you'd rather them go out with Scott Kingery for a year and try to get Javier Baez or Carlos Correa. Or if, if you don't have my contact information, I do have a Facebook page for Shooting the Bull. So just look up Shooting the Bull Tom Snow on Facebook. Leave a post. Tell me what you think. I'd love to hear your input. All right, let's talk about starting pitching next. So the Phillies, I think, still need a good starting pitcher. So right now they have Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, and Zach Eflin as the top three starting pitchers in the rotation. And that is a very good starting trio. Also, I'm sure they're going to want to get, um, what's his name, Spencer Howard as their, as, as also in the starting rotation next year. He was not great last year, but I think the Phillies really do want to give him another shot. I think that means they need to, they have room for one more starting pitcher. I would like for them to sign a left-handed starting pitcher because all their guys are right-handers, and that will just give a little more balance. I do not think the Phillies are going to go out and sign Trevor Bauer, nor do I think I really want them to sign Trevor Bauer. I think a guy that looks intriguing would be Cole Hamels, our old friend. Cole Hamels, he only pitched in one game last year, but he was very good in 2019. I think if you can get Cole Hamels on a one-year deal for like 2 or $3 million to be your number five pitcher, I think that would be awesome. I just think the name recognition and the sentiment that Cole Hamels brings to the team will make a lot more sense than signing another average show start number five pitcher. Another guy that could come to mind is James Paxton. I'm not a huge James Paxton fan. I think he's a good left-handed pitcher when he's healthy, but he's always getting hurt, and I think the Phillies should go after a more reliable guy like Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels is getting close to, I think he's 37 next off, next season, so he's definitely on the older side, but on a one-year cheap deal, 
I think he makes a lot more sense than a lottery ticket like James Paxton. So that just leaves the bullpen. So the Phillies have already made some moves on the bullpen. The big one is they signed Archie Bradley to be their late-inning reliever. I think Archie Bradley is a great choice. He's a great relief pitcher. I would prefer to see him as the setup guy as opposed to the closer. He has closed before, and he did a decent job. I think last year he was the setup guy for the Reds, and he was awesome in that role. So I don't think the Phillies are going to go out and make another big move to get a, a big-time closer. I think some potential options could be Shane Green. He was the setup man for the Braves, and that would make if they did that, that means Shane Green would be the setup guy and Archie Bradley would be the closer. And I think that's a very good back of their bullpen. Another guy is Alex Colomay of the Chicago White Sox. He is probably the best closer left on the market. I don't think he'll be super expensive, but he's a guy that he's drawing a lot of interest. So I'm not sure that the Phillies would be able to want to go down that road. I think they want to sign an easy guy who's probably not demanding a ton of money. I think an intriguing option would be Mark Melanson. He was the closer for the Braves last year. He's getting very old. I think he's in his late 30s, but he had a good year last year. If you get him on a, a one-year deal for a couple million dollars, I think he can be kind of your he, – he'll probably be your closer. Archie Bradley would be your setup man. And if Mark Melanson struggles, then Archie Bradley can be your closer in that scenario. I think a Bradley-Melanson duo in the back of the bullpen will serve very well for the Phillies. They've also added Jose Alvarado, who's an intriguing left-hander in the bullpen. And also Sam Coonrad, I believe his name is. He's also a hard-throwing relief pitcher. So I think they have made they have made some improvements, probably not as much as we would like. But I think if this team is an average bullpen, I think they would have gone to the playoffs next season. So I think just getting one more solid relief will probably be good enough for them this offseason. Also, I think that I would like for them to get a center fielder. Uh, I don't think Adam Hazley was that great last year. I certainly don't want to see Roman Quinn in there. I think if they do re-sign Didi, I think you'll see a lot of Scott Kingery uh, in center field. Again, I'm not a big Scott Kingery fan. I don't think he's shown any, any proof that he's a reliable starting Major League Baseball player. I would love for them to sign Jackie Bradley Jr., but I don't really see that happening. He's also a guy who's very much in demand. I see him going to the Mets, and I think he'd be very good for the Mets. At the very least, I would like for them to sign a right-handed platoon option to go with Adam Hazley. Uh, maybe a guy like Jake Mersinek, who played for the Mets last year, or a guy like Albert Almora for the Cubs. I think just having a cheap right-handed platoon guy to go a defend and who's really good defensively to go along with Adam Hazley would be great. Also, I would like for them to get a guy to replace Jay Bruce as your DH pinch hitter because I'm not sure if there's gonna be a DH next year. If they want to bring Jay Bruce back on a minor league deal with an invite to spring training or something like that, I think that'd probably be good enough. I'd like to see them get someone better than that. But again, I think that if they sign Didi Gregorius and make a couple smaller moves, I think that'll be a successful offseason for the Phillies. Let me know what you think. If you disagree with me or if you have any better suggestions or ideas, feel free to share them to me either by the ways I suggested earlier in the podcast. Either way, signing JT Romuto 
was probably priority number one for the Phillies. So I am thrilled that they did that. Anything else would be gravy at this point. So that's all I have for you guys. Have a good rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of January, and I'll see you sometime next month. Well, that concludes today's episode of Shooting the Bull. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review wherever you're listening to, and join us next time when we shoot more of the bull with Tom Snow.